Alright, welcome back to Troy and Lowry. We are back on this, you know, wonderful Tuesday, May, I gotta check my phone, the 23rd. Um, kind of a cool, uh, you know, kind of breezy day here in Charlotte for the time of year, about 75 degrees outside. Sam Carter, what is going on? Nothing. I mean, literally nothing. Um, as last week, we are still counting down the days. Dean is graduated. For not, the most part, not graduated, but, but finished. I mean, yeah. just figure of speech. Yeah. I'm basically done. Um, just checking a box. So. Checking a box. Um, well, the dog days of summer are fast approaching, uh, but a lot to cover. Uh, you know, let's start with the open question, Sam. We were in Atlanta this weekend for, uh, you know, the Braves-Mariners rubber match. We'll talk about that later. But first, question of the day, Dippin' Dots. Once held as the ice cream of the future, now are just kind of a ballpark novelty. Yeah. Sam, what is the best and worst flavor of Dippin' Dots? Um, I can't really speak to the worst or the best because I haven't had all of them. Oh, let's just say that you've had that you've had. Well, I'm gonna say what sounds gross. Okay. I really am a fan of the cotton candy. Um, For sure. That's... I feel like you know that's my number one. Mm-hmm. And then the Braves ice is like bomb pop flavored. Is pretty good, but I'm going cotton candy for the best. Then the worst sounding has got to be banana split. That it just sounds like nasty. Like anything banana flavored, I I want no part of. I understand the concern, um, but I actually like banana split. I like cotton candy is my favorite. The worst that I've had is chocolate because sometimes it gets really sticky, and when you get that like slush moment. Because we were sitting, like, right in, like, the sun yeah. in Section 340. I mean, when it was beating down, I mean, it was beating down. You get that little halfway slush mm-hmm. on the chocolate. I mean, you get a little bit of that on your shirt. I mean, game over. Game over. So, I mean, I'm, I've never been a big chocolate ice cream guy um, yeah. overall. But that's my got to be my answer today um, as my least favorite flavor of Dippin' Dots. Um, but, you know, good discussion. And uh, I hope we can, you know, maybe reconvene on this later when we've yeah. expanded our flavor palette. They were kind of limited on flavor. They were so limited at uh, Truist Park. Well, let's turn it over uh, to the Seattle Mariners. And, I mean, they had a, a pretty, you know, mediocre week, uh, falling one game behind 523-24. Obviously finished up that series against the Red Sox with a loss there. And then also lost the series against the Braves, um, I mean, what can I say, but, uh, but poor hitting, um, especially in that game we went to, I mean, yeah. it was just, it, I think they had three hits and two runs, so, I mean, Jerry Kelnick continues to, uh, play well, uh, but playing against the Athletics right now, gotta get a four-game sweep there, just cannot afford to lose one of those games. Um, Julio came back with a nice game last night, going three for four after a terrible game on Sunday that we witnessed, I mean... It was it was almost it wasn't as bad as um, Eugenio. Sam can't believe that's his name. It's Eugenio, not Eugenio. No, Miles, our football analysis. Um, he said Eugenio. I said Eugenio, and Dean says it's Eugenio. Right. It's it's like a, and there's a U, and then G E N I O. Eugenio. Yeah. Suarez. Anyway, see, he had a, a couple errors, you know, slippery over there 
at third base. But um, that was a great game. Uh, was not I would say I, I was heck, heckled to a limited amount. I mean, I yeah. was expecting worse for sure. Um, yeah. You know, got some jeers, you know, as we were walking out of the park. But overall, respect to the Atlanta fans. I mean, most people in Charlotte are Braves fans anyway. Yeah. So, you know, pretty nice people. But, you know, it was just, you know, it rough to see a loss in my first uh, time watching the Mariners. But, you know, staying afloat right now. Got a very important series coming up against the Astros later this to end out this month, so um, a lot going on there. But Sam, the Orioles had a fantastic week, so uh, take us there. Yeah, Dean did forget to update uh, our Orioles page, but so as we look, we see that you know 0-1 against the Angels. We finished that series, um, I believe, three and one, and then sweep the Blue Jays in an AL East matchup. Um, that is huge. Uh, big time sweep there, um, and then oh, why? Dean Dean forgot to update. I didn't update the stats, but I mean you can uh, if you're really that interested, you can go on ESPN. Correct. Slash MLB slash Orioles. If you're really that interested to see what the Orioles leading, uh, you know, batters and pitchers are, but you know, got a very steady playoff picture. No movement really. Same division leaders as last week. Um, so yeah, we'll be staying steady, and uh, we'll keep on rolling through the dog days. This mixed bag makes its uh, anticipated return after the conclusion of the NBA Finals, uh, but still have a lot of basketball to play. Um, so let's take it there now, um, after the baseball. We're going over to basketball, and when we started uh, last week, both these series had started. We have so much to break down. But first, talk about the NBA lottery, which happened on Tuesday night, and Victor Wembanyama. Going to the San Antonio Spurs, um, I do want to mention last two number one picks the Spurs had, David Robinson and Tim Duncan, turned out pretty well, Yeah, I'd say. Um, so the revolutionary, uh, you know, pick, you know, he's going to be going to the Spurs, has the Tony Parker Francais connection there. Uh, but Sam, let's break it down. You know, with all the hype, with all, you know, the status of being, you know, a seven foot four prospect. You know, if he, let's ask this question, if he is just an all-star, if he is just a perennial all-star, would that be a disappointment? I mean, I would say so, especially when you put it uh, with, you know, Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Um, I think that that would be a disappointment, um, but I think that he'll be one of those guys that's a spur for life. Um Mm-hmm. And I think that the fans will really embrace him, regardless of whether he's a bust or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think he's going to bring a lot of life to this uh, franchise, which has been struggling ever since um, the departure of Kawhi Leonard uh, back in 2018. Uh, but, you know, we got another Spur. You know, the Spurs, I think, are back. And, I mean, he said in his presser, when we did today, he said, I want to win a championship my rookie season, which, I mean... That's yeah. you know that's bold, um, but James Harden on the market right now, so some pieces could be coming in. We'll see how they structure their roster around what I think everyone thinks will be the number one pick. If he does not go number one, it would be, I mean, it it would be like your grandma not asking you to come fix something for. Her. I mean, it would just be so unbelievable. Um, but you know, congratulations to the Spurs Hornets number two pick, but so yeah. close. But you know. Story of the franchise. No cigar. No cigar. Um, for Michael Jordan. For Michael Jordan. 
Uh, but let's turn it over to the actual basketball going on right now. We're starting the East with an absolute domination of Joe Mazzula and the Celtics. That's the head coach. Finally got his name now. But I think he might get fired after yeah. an atrocious coaching performance in these first three games as he blow out the Celtics in game three by 30. Jimmy Butler gets some clutch wins. You see the Grant Williams game in game two. Let's start there, Sam. Grant Williams, you know, goes up nine with the, the jump shot, gets in Jimmy Butler's face. You know, we were watching that game. Just kind of your thoughts on poking the bear, and does Jimmy Butler deserve the status of you can't trash talk this guy? Um, I mean, yeah, he's proven it. Um, it's very reminiscent of what we like to talk about, purple shirt guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like the Heat are a playoff team, and that goes back even to the Dwayne Wade days. Um, but, yeah, you cannot mess with Jimmy Butler. He will make you pay for it. And, you know, I wasn't watching the game that closely, but it seemed like the Celtics had that game, too, you know, in in their grasps. I would say so. And, I mean... That moment kind of sparked the comeback for the Heat. It's easy to talk trash when you're ahead. Yeah, you know so. a good man when he can talk trash when he's behind score, in, yeah. in the words of Michael Jordan, no cigar. Uh, but game three, you know, we see a complete blowout. We were in Atlanta watching this one, not really, because this was probably the most boring basketball game ever after the first quarter. And you know, the Celtics pull their starters. Joe Mazzulla says, we're yanking these guys, we're saving their legs. As a locker room culture move, do you approve of pulling your starters? Do you want them to feel the embarrassment and be left on the floor? Or are you okay with pulling the starters for game four tonight? Um, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's the Eastern Conference Finals. So you've you got to give everything you got. Um, I think you leave your best guys out there as long as you possibly can um, in order to you know, if you're a Celtics fan, hopefully win. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, this is kind of a sign that he's lost the locker room. Uh, Joe Mazzola did talk about this in his post-game press conference on Sunday night where he said, you know, I've kind of lost control of the culture of the locker room. In and of himself, him saying that, Sam, do you believe that's a fireable offense in the tip that he said, I've lost control of the locker room. These guys really are not under my wing right now. Um, I mean, yeah, well, you know, if, if the guys, if the players don't support him, why would you keep him around? Um, I mean, you're not going to win a championship with a coach. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, there's a tremendous amount of talent on this team, and I don't know that this is fireable. I, I'm not as harsh as Sam is, perhaps. <laughs> I mean, this is first year, and he he has taken this team to that comeback. Um, obviously, this is short of the expectation. The expectation was championship bust. But there's a lot of questions. Uh, we talk about the Jays, as they're being called. You know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, can they stay together? You know, they combined for one for 14 from three-point range in this game three. Pretty atrocious. Um, and, you know, Grant Williams, he came back and had his best game. He might have been the best player for the Celtics in this game three. And, I mean, that, that shows a lot, uh, you know, as they lose by 30 yeah. points. Game four tonight, 8.30 on TNT. Sam, you know, do you believe that there's any chance that the Boston Celtics can force a game five back at the guard? I think they can. Um, you know, that's it's kind of 
tough for me to go with the Celtics in this game, but I actually am going to pick the Celtics in this one. I think they're going to get it together. But then the Heat are going to win game six, you know, in my head. So Wow. So predicting it's going all the way to six games is what you're saying. I mean, yeah. Wow. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm saying it's going to go to five games. Oh, you're saying regardless they would win game six. Okay, I see what you're yeah. saying. So I'm I'm going with the Heat tonight. I think that the locker room culture is just not there. I think it's yeah. over for the Celtics. I think they're just they toast and they know it. And uh, Jimmy Butler, I mean, he's hitting the celebrations. I think the world is ready for a Heat Nuggets finals. Yeah. But you know maybe not the larger public. But we'll get to that later. First, let's talk about this epic sweep. Laid down by the Denver Nuggets as they cruise past the Los Angeles Lakers for a, a very exciting game last night. But, I mean, a lot of double-digit wins in those first three games. Um, LeBron takes the last shot, gets triple-teamed, time expires. He's con- considering retirement. Sam, you know, you are ultimate LeBron hater, ultimate yeah. LeBron legacy retrospective guy. How, um, in your mind, you know, given... He did take down the Memphis Grizzlies, the two seed. Did take down the defending champions, and did you know? He did get swept by what would have been a three-time back-to-back-to-back MVP if the voters had seen the greatness that Nikola Jokic is. Yeah. Um, so, what uh, do you think um, this series does to his legacy? Um, I mean, that's the age-old question. Right. How does this affect LeBron's legacy? Um, I mean, I feel like nobody's looking at LeBron to be the end-all, be-all player for their team at this point. Um, so I don't think that it it necessarily affects his legacy all that much. Um, I mean, he's, he's just not that guy anymore. Um, so I, I think it affects it very marginally. Yeah, I mean, I think that the effect is minimal. Um, I think that it's just become he he you can't rely on him to be a leading scorer anymore. Um, I think he's still a great distributor of the basketball, but I think Anthony Davis had to be the leading scorer. I mean, he was in this series. I mean, LeBron did put up thirty in that first half, struggled a little bit. Um, you know, with that two man game that was going on with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray comes back after the bubble loss to the Lakers and then the knee injury in 2021. Comes back with an epic, uh, you know, performance here in this series. First player to average 30 points per game in a in a uh, conference final series on 50, 40, 90 shooting. So great stuff from Jamal, and uh, it looks like Game One of uh, Heat Nuggets will be. Uh, on June the 1st at 8 o'clock. So Sam Carter, um, we got to talk about it. You know, Lakers-Celtics was the dream, I would say, for NBA marketing-wise. Yeah. But do you believe that Heat's, Heat Nugget, Heat's Nuggets, Heat Nuggets is a better basketball series from a pure, analytical, hardcore fan standpoint? We're not talking about the entertainment value. Yeah. The basketball series, is this better for the basketball? Uh, definitely. Um, I mean, I think either way, either the Celtics or the Heat would be fine for basketball. I think that they're both pretty, I mean, for the most part, fundamental teams. Um, 
But then the Nuggets were definitely the team from the West that are the most fundamental. Um, you know, if it wasn't already Tim Duncan's nickname, you could give Nikola Jokic the the title of the great. Big fundamental? Brain. Yeah. The big uh, fundamental? That was the great fundamental. No, the big fundamental. Okay. Well, that was a brain fart by myself. That's all right. But we get your point across. Yeah. But, you know, I think that, you know, Jimmy Butler is still going to be fun to watch in the finals should they complete the sweep. Yeah, I view this as kind of like, um, you know, this is a, I, I don't want to quite go this far, but I'm going to say this is very comparable. If I had to look at, into the oracle of the past with Dean Lowry, i got to say this is very comparable to Jazz Bulls. Um, I think that Nikola Jokic and uh, Jamal Murray, you know, they're, they're Two man, that, that two-man game is very similar to the John Stockton, Carl Malone. You know, they love to run that little pick-and-pop on the wing and yeah. the pick-and-roll. That They kind of have pet plays. Um, you know, they have a lot of energy guys. you got Aaron Gordon, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, uh, Michael Porter Jr. And then, you know, obviously Jimmy Butler is the defensive wizard slash mid-range scorer in the modern era. And then Bam Adebayo is kind of the exception. You never had that, that kind of player in the Bulls. Um, interesting to see if Tyler Hero will be back for Game One of the NBA Finals. Yeah. That would really change the complexion of the series. Um, but a lot of kind of excitement, uh, similar to the NCAA March Madness, in that we had kind of a crazy parody this year. And I just want to say, I mean, the Heat. I think this is the best eight seed ever. The 1999 Knicks made it to the NBA Finals, but got decimated by the original Big Fundamental. Yeah, four to one. So I think that this series is capable of going six or seven. Um, I wouldn't list the whole final schedule if I had it, but I know that game one would be June 1st and game seven would be June the 19th, uh, Father's Day. So um, a lot of excitement laid down. But Sam, let's just say the Heat complete the sweep tonight or get it done in five games. Who do you like? Not who you're cheering for. Who do you favor? in this best of seven NBA Finals this year? Um, I gotta go with the Heat. Um, I think that they are on fire. Pun intended. Um, I think that they are an incredibly difficult team to stop. As much as I like Jokic, um, I just don't see them being able to, to handle Jimmy Butler for seven games, if it even goes that far. Yeah, I think that um, Miami is a difficult place to play, given, I don't even, I don't mean, I mean, Stephen A. Smith said this, I don't mean in terms of the crowd, the crowd is alright, I'm just saying that it, environment of distraction is difficult to play, and I don't think that would be a problem for guys like Nicole Jokic, but a lot of young players on that Nuggets team as well, that could be a factor, given, you know, it's the NBA Finals, but that's a very subtle yeah. factor, um, but I... As much as I, I'm cheering for the Heat because I want to see Jimmy Butler win a ring, I'm going to go the Denver Nuggets in seven. I think that it will be very difficult for Bam Adebayo to guard Nikola Jokic just because he is such a wizard. And outside of Embiid, there's nobody in the East that really can do the things that he does yeah. um, in terms of the passing out of the post and things like that. So really going to be interesting to see how Eric Spolstra draws up the defense in this series. If it happens, you know, got to give respect to the Celtics. So they're not done yet. 
Yeah. Um, but they are definitely have their backs against the wall, one game at a time. Um, but that is it uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers. And, you know, it's crazy to think. I think it's crazy to think, look at, like, look at the the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, Doc Rivers has to be rolling around right now in terms of look at how close we were and how we should have won, and look at how the Celtics are absolutely blowing the opportunity to be in the conference finals, if you can say that, because you know, they expected to be there. Um, so yeah. really weird stuff this year. But we'll see if Jimmy Butler can't close it out tonight in Miami and uh, bring his team back to the NBA Finals uh, for the first time since the bubble and get another crack at uh, winning his first championship. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Carl Lowry. Sam, any final thoughts? No. Well, that is going to do it. And hear from us next Tuesday.